Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Sammy. And Sammy. And welcome to Transform, your safe space to form the best version of you. There are going to be a lot of laughs <laughs> and, oh boy, a lot of tears. But we are so grateful to be alongside you in your journey to transform. Ooh, here we go. Let's do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Transform. We are so excited for today's episode, all about setting yourself up for success in your days. I think we can all agree if we don't do our homework and our intentions of what we want to accomplish in a day and how we want our day to go, it can just take over its own right. So today we are here to talk about setting ourselves up for success in our days. So excited to dive in. Me too. I feel like this episode is one that I would search for. I'm always searching for things to help me be more productive but in a way where I'm being smarter, not working harder. And I'm so excited to jump into our tools that we kind of came together with and a little bit from you, a little bit from me and what we think generally will really help you guys set your day up for success, whatever your life is. These are going to be buckets that everyone can really use in their routine and in their days to truly just have better, successful days. So the first thing that we want to talk about in the bucket is how to plan ahead and prepare to have a successful day. Yeah, I think this is honestly one that gets forgotten the most in that most people plan their day while they're already in their day. And we really want to urge you to prepare before you're actually in your day. So what that looks like for us is every night, We look at our next day. We look what it has in store for us. We prioritize what we need to get done, what we want to get done. We do our homework, our research, all the things that we need to, to walk into our next day, feeling our best selves and just so prepared. This is going to help with the Sunday scaries kind of feeling. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that, but it's that anxious feeling when you wake up in the morning because you have no idea what you are doing in your day. And so prepping the night before is truly going to save you the emotional stress, as well as the stress of trying to get so many things done that you didn't actually know you needed to get done the night before. So 
truly setting that time aside, we'll go into our night routines and how we do this. It does not have to take a long time, but what are the things that are going to set you up for that next day? I think for both of us, setting up your calendar and understanding what your next day consists of. What are the priorities of the next day? What are the three things that you're like, I absolutely need to get done? What does my schedule look like? When I look at it as an overview, does it make sense? Do I need to move things around based on my circumstances the night before? Really feeling like I know what my day is tomorrow and being religious with it, allowing flexibility when you get into the day, but the night before being like, this is my day and I know exactly what I'm doing. I think my favorite part of this as someone who does not like surprises is that there are typically way less surprises within my day when I do my homework and I know exactly what my day already has in terms of structure, in terms of meetings, in terms of amazing conversations that I get to have. And another thing beyond just less surprises is that it actually gets you excited to go into your next day because I think when surprises happens and things just fall on your lap, you're so much less prepared and that does make you anxious. Like anyone who's been in that moment of, oh my God, I have a call in five minutes and I don't even know who I'm talking to. What's the intention of this? What is this all about? It removes that and it actually allows you to dig so deep into the intention of whatever that meeting or opportunity is and get excited about it before you're actually in it. Yeah, it also allows, say for example, you look the night before and you're like, wow, I actually don't have my first meeting until 9.30. What do you wanna do with that time before based on how you're feeling the night before? You're maybe like, oh, I really am missing my girlfriends. Maybe let me text one of them and see if they can go on a 730 walk because I actually have the time and you couldn't text them actually the morning of. But if you knew that the night before just allows you to create your dream day by seeing where do you have spaces to actually fill in that self-care, that self-love, maybe have some time with your partner that you didn't think you had instead of being at last minute. So that night before preparation is really going to allow you to have more space to do the things you love, as well as let go of those anxious feelings that we can all feel when we have no idea what we're doing the next day. I also love this episode so much because I want you to know I am not a queen at this situation that we are discussing This is something I really want to be better at because I know how much it saves my life and makes me feel so good. But I'm a girl that a lot of the time doesn't like too much of a rigid routine because it makes me feel like, what if I don't want to do that that day when I wake up? But that's the beautiful thing is doing it the night before. The next day, you can also be flexible if you're like, you know what? I actually don't want to do this one item that I said because I'm not feeling energized for it. Say it was like a full-blown workout. And instead, I'm going to change it for a walk. So just know for my girls who are like, a religious routine scares me. Realize there is flexibility and movement in it, but this is going to allow you to actually have more of that when you prep the night before. Yeah, I think something to totally keep in mind throughout this episode is that there is this beautiful balance between structure and flexibility and like giving yourself the structure to get what you know you need to get done done, but also the flexibility to feel throughout your day and enjoy throughout your day. And truly the most successful people I know are actually doing so much in the evening to prepare for their next day. Even in just watching the David Beckham documentary, I loved how he set out what he wanted to wear that next day. And I think that's such a beautiful representation of adding a little bit of structure that actually allows for more flexibility in your next day. I love that. I still need to watch that documentary, but 
I actually connect to that so much. And I connect to that in my workout routine. If I'm going to work out in the morning, taking away the stress of searching through my drawers, trying to find my socks, the outfit I want to wear, the even down to like my hair clip or the ponytail, like having it all laid out also with my sneaks in front of me also gives me this energizing feeling of like, oh, we're ready to go. Let's do this because last night I already set the intention. So I think when you look at your days, what are the areas that you do need that extra help? Is it setting out your outfit, setting out your workout clothes, setting out your supplements? This is something I do the night before too. Right away, I have my seed next to my bed. I have a full glass of water. So right when I wake up, I'm just already set up for success. And again, removing those decisions. So looking at your day, maybe all three of those you need to do the night before, but I feel like they are a game changer and not having to make so many decisions at the top of the morning. Okay. So I'm like sitting here kind of cracking up thinking about my child self who was a master at this, but almost to a gross way. (laughs) Y'all, I literally used to sleep in my school uniform. No, you did not. I literally would sleep in my school skirt and my collared shirt. (laughs) I am dying picturing that, but why am I also not surprised? I could get so much more sleep. I didn't even have to change in the morning. I just had to put my shoes on and maybe brush my hair, but like gross. (laughs) That is amazing. I was the complete opposite. And that is why we are best friends. You were sleeping in your uniform. I think I was naked and had no idea what I was wearing (laughs) the next day. Literally just in my uniform. That's awesome. Well, off of that little fun tidbit, we are really big components of creating our dream morning routine. And I think that morning routines sometimes can kind of serve as a to-do list and almost a negative you have to way. We really want to empower you to set this morning routine that are these like dream rituals that are grounding you making you feel so centered and balanced and honestly energizing you to feel your best self throughout your day. Yes. I think if, you know, you've tuned into anything wellness or heard a wellness expert speak, I think a morning routine is in everyone's conversation. And I think it's because it really can change your life. I know that that was a huge start of my journey is actually having rituals in the morning that made me feel grounded, connected to myself and safe and feel excited for the day. So like Sammy said, though, I think the problem with morning routines is they can turn into another checklist. And that is not the goal of your morning routine. So the best thing I would encourage you to do is really writing out the things that you feel like would give you that energy, would give you that excitement for your day, would give you those feelings that you want to feel in your day, if it's grounded, whatever it is for you. And pick one to two. If you've never had a morning routine before, start super, super small. I would recommend actually doing those two things for at least 30 days. If you really hate them, you can change it in between. But I do think building a habit takes time and you have to kind of push through that uh, feeling. But if it was journaling and if it was walking, having those two things to start you off on the right step, not looking at your phone, not letting things outside of you really affect you. Because once you get into your day, we all know there's so much out of our control. So being able to be with yourself, be with your body, be with nature, be with whatever it is for you, your partner, and having that quiet time before the day gets going, 
That's what I want you to think about when you're picking your morning routine. What are the things that are going to actually allow me to be with myself, connect with myself to then have an incredible day? I love that you're mentioning this because it's not one size fits all. Like Sammy and I have very different morning routines with the same intentions of just connecting with ourselves. And we really want you to think about just taking this initial time of your day to prioritize you. I've actually even gotten into the rhythm of taking my morning routine on my travels. My morning routine to me is so sacred. So even when I'm traveling, before I leave on that trip, I'm planning out, okay, this is a realistic morning routine that I can take with me on my travels. And I hold myself accountable to that. And what it shows me day in and day out is I am taking that time to connect with myself, prioritize myself. And I truly cannot show up as my best self until I take that time. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I don't do something in my morning routine, JT's like, do you need to go take a couple minutes to yourself? <laughs> I'm like, why? And he's like, uh-huh. I'm like, I he, know. He like locks you in the sauna. <laughs> he locks me in the sauna. He's like, you need a minute. And again, if it's five minutes or 30 minutes, this is going to be your determining factors of what works for you. But I think let's share our morning routine to give some inspiration and show the differences between both of us. Yes. Gosh, you want to hit yours first? I love yours so much. Okay, sure. So I would say right now in this moment, it is waking up at 555. Don't know why wow. that's where Wait. I'm at. No, no, no. Give us more there. <laughs> I think I saw it from another influencer. They wake up at 333, which is just actually crazy. And I kind of liked, again, kicking off the day with numbers that are, you know, angelic of like all being the same. Mm -hmm. And I'll write myself a little note on the alarm. So when it pops up at 555, I already feel supported. And then I'll write myself like, you're amazing or like, today is your day, anything that's words of encouragement or an affirmation. So that's where I'm at right now, that 555. Wow. It matters my morning if I have time to just lay in bed with JT and River, or if it's a morning where I'm like, nope, we're up and I'm really excited to just get up and get my day going. I have a glass of water and my seed right next to my bed. So I'll drink a full glass of water and then take my probiotic. And then from there, I'll walk up into my office where I have a little meditation chair that I sit in. And this is when I light candles. It's usually dark, which is so nice. So I'll just create a vibe. And then from here, I'll choose my meditation while also grabbing my LED light mask. So I love habit stacking. So I'll put that mask on, which is great for inflammation. It is great for depuffing, all of that good stuff. And I'll choose a meditation. Sometimes my meditation is affirmations. Sometimes my meditations is in quiet. Sometimes my meditation is using an app. Really, I play around and again, kind of base it off how I'm feeling. If you've never meditated, I would actually recommend following an app that gives you the meditation because this is, again, you don't want to be trying to figure it out when meditation is already a very uncomfortable thing. So just side note there, I've, I've done this for a while where I really can be in tune of what feels right for me. I'll meditate from 10 to 15 minutes, sometimes five if I don't have a lot of time. From there, I will go downstairs. I will eat a little bit of something because I like to eat right when I wake up. And then JT will make some coffee. This is our time together where we just sit outside. We sit with River. We talk about our days. We talk about how we can support each other. It's just that quality time before the entire day gets the best of us. After we have some quality time, then I will go upstairs. I will get changed into either my workout clothes 
or say I was not going to work out walking clothes or just my day that I'm what I'm going to wear. And the reason I side note that is I have actually been loving working out in the afternoon, which is not for everyone, but I'll tell you why. That's new. (laughs) It's new. So I know we're going to talk about this, but I feel most creative in the morning. And I find that working out for me is something I can just do in my sleep. Like I just obviously I'm a fitness trainer. So it's not something that takes a lot of effort for me. So I really actually decided to push it later in my day and leave the morning for more of that time of things that I really want to pour my heart into. If it's, you know, journaling or creating content or being excited about research that I'm doing. So I've actually on some days been doing it in the afternoon, which has been super different and super fun. So say I did do my movement from there, I will come up and do my skincare and then I'll do a little bit either of my journaling routine or reading. Again, it matters how much time I have in my day. My journaling routine takes five minutes or I'll read my book and just set a timer for 10 minutes. This is a huge thing I would share with anyone in their morning routine. For me, setting timers for each thing is really important because Mm -hmm. if I was just reading my book and didn't actually catch the time, or if I didn't set a timer, I'd be always distracted of like, oh, do I need to stop now? And I want to be really present in these morning rituals. So I set that timer to know, okay, you can stop reading your book now. And Throughout all this time too, I'll also listen to either a podcast, daily affirmations, anything that's just going to give me those good juices right at the start of the day. And then the last thing, if I haven't done it, I'll take a walk outside. This can be from five minutes to 30 minutes, but getting that sunshine or just even being with nature at the start of the day, I think is so important. Gosh, thank you for going that deep because I think so many of us look up to you and get so much inspiration from your morning routine. And again, as we said earlier, one size does not fit all. And I think this is even a beautiful moment of us as best friends and business partners and two people who really have such similar intentions with their days, having very different morning routines. If I try to wake up at five, 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 I would be a bitch, bitch, bitch. So (laughs) we are going to start a few hours later with my morning routine, but thankfully I live in Texas. So it's all actually equal. Thank you. Time zones. I don't understand you, but I'm grateful for you. Okay. My morning routine similar to you, Sam, I love a slow wake up. I'm sure we can all relate to that feeling of waking up in a rush. And that for me, that level of cortisol that's just released in your body, like I don't want anything to do with that. When I wake up, I have my hatch alarm clock. It's so peaceful. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not touching it. I'm slowly just opening my eyes for the day. Thankfully, since I am not a morning person, I married a morning person. So Andrew's one that gets up, opens up the blinds, actually gets back in bed. We take in that sunshine Our dog, Bagel, she actually prefers me in the morning and Andrew at night. I don't know if anyone has a dog, if that's something with most, but yeah, she's my girl in the morning. She comes up on my side of the bed every day at 7 a.m. And like that routine in itself warms my heart more than anything I can ever explain. Gives me all the kisses and the cuddles. But moving on from that, definitely just slowly tapping into our day really starting it with love. I think that's such a beautiful intention that Andrew and I share is most of our days are kind of planned for us. So we really take that time initially to be together. As you said, JT, get in that quality time and just be in each other's presence before our days take over. From there, I am really big on going straight into the bathroom and like 
making myself feel fresh. I thought you were going to say poop, but I'm like, same. (laughs) I mean, I wish I could poop at the top of every day. The days that I do, I'm like, wow, I am superwoman. So definitely that too. Thank you, Seed. But truly, when I wake up, I feel like I went to war in my sleep. Like I am not only dehydrated, like I don't know how some girls, you know, and like you go on a bachelorette, you're like having a slumber party with your friends and you look at them in the morning and you're like, oh, how are you cute right now? Like I did not wake up like this. Like it takes me a minute to fully get back to feeling like my actual self. So I go in. Yes, of course, we, you know, have our business, but I brush my teeth, if not once, twice, wash my face, if not once, twice spend so much time in my skincare routine. I think that for me is honestly like a religious practice at this point. It's therapeutic. It is so much self-love. I'm obsessed. I actually do like a morning lymphatic drainage facial every single day. And I swear it works. I swear it works. (laughs) More to come on that, but truly just taking that time. And then I immediately put on my activewear And I think for me, what that does is sets me up for one of my biggest priorities in my day, which is movement. Then we go downstairs, we feed bagel, we go in our yard, we play with her, we get the sunshine in, continuing just that quality time with my partner, which is so important to me. And then we go for a walk. And I think this is where sometimes it is up for grabs day in and day out of what I have going on that day. Sometimes Andrew can't go for a walk. Sometimes I don't want to do a walk first. I want to go to the gym or do a form workout at the house. It really does depend on what I am feeling. And that it's kind of a beautiful change in my day in and day out. So let's say we go for a walk. Honestly, sometimes, and I encourage people who have roommates or partners to also do this, you can also like bring your own headphones on walks and like be in each other's presence and not necessarily continue that quality time, but just have that companionship while crushing your day. I definitely am a person who likes to continue to prepare for my day before I'm in it, even from the night before and a big habit stacker. So let's say I'm on my own walk in this moment. I have a podcast playing. I am going through all the junk in my inbox that is just not meant for me or can be pushed to another day. So I'm either leaving it in my inbox to happen that day or actually scheduling it to send to me on another day so that it's not something just on my list. I'm calling my family members. I'm truly just setting myself up in that morning for success. So obviously I already knew everything that's on my schedule for that day, but this is truly when like I'm actioning it, I'm making it happen and I'm organizing it. Then I'll go home have all of my supplements. At this point, I've likely already had a full Stanley, my emotional support Stanley full of water and all of my electrolytes and my armor colostrum and all of my additives that I do add to my water. I love how Lauren Bostic always chats about like making your water sexy and like work for you. I truly have like superhero water at this point, I feel. And I do practice intermittent fasting most days. So I don't have breakfast, but really within all of those moments, I am preparing so much for my day. I'm outside in nature. I'm habit stacking. I'm getting so much done. And this is at the point where I'll usually go on, do not disturb, get in a really amazing workout. My go-to is obviously form and I just follow our weekly schedule. And it really helps me in that I don't need to decide what I'm craving. I just start moving my body and it is like the perfect cure of what I need. And then after my workout, I'll get ready 
or the day, I'll usually just change activewear. Sometimes I'll stay in the same if I didn't get too sweaty, gross again. But really just in that moment, thank my body for showing up and moving and then allow my mind to be so present and get to work. I think another beautiful thing that I like to do every day that I've actually taken from Sammy's journal prompts and from our form journal is sending love at the top of my day. I think a lot of times, as I said earlier, my day is already kind of planned for me. I like to use my morning as a time to prioritize myself, but also prioritize the people in my life that I haven't necessarily like put into my Google calendar. So I love how in the form journal, we have a couple of lines to say who you're sending love to. And I think this is as easy as taking one minute to send a few voice notes. If you're anything like me, I love sending voice notes, or even just a simple text or a quick call and just let your people know you're thinking about them. And that actually allows me to go through the rest of my day with such like a conscious heart. I know that's a big one, but that is essentially my day. Again, it can change any given day depending on what I have going on. But as we said earlier, when I don't do that throughout my day and I wake up rushed with that level of just releasing cortisol and I try to move out my day, it is just such a vast difference. It's honestly like black and white of a difference. I feel like one thing that you said that I want to point out is the do not disturb. For me, it took me some time to get on that do not disturb because I, again, could get really anxious of what if I'm not seeing someone's trying to get a hold of me? What if there's something I'm missing? And I had all of these different thoughts. And I think really giving yourself the grace and also the just the heart to be like, hey, everything's going to be okay. Stay on that. Do not disturb for if it's again, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you have. Give yourself that time back of not having to be so responsive to everyone else in your life and give that time back to yourself. Because right when you enter that day, there is so much that can happen that you are going to answer that text or you are going to answer that call. Having that do not disturb or airplane mode, however extreme you need to take it, take it for yourself. Start small, but see that you can get through it when you feel really anxious of what if my mom called me? What if this happened? And I understand it's really hard. I truly go through that so deeply, even having my phone next to my bed. I'm like, I can't put it in another room. What if someone called me in the middle of the night? It is so hard, but it is going to help you actually have such a better day. I love that you brought up do not disturb because not only do I do do not disturb on my phone during my morning routine, I also do it during my nighttime routine. I just think in today's digital day and age, we need to not be accessible all the time. It's actually a really intimidating thought that anyone anywhere can access us whenever they want. And how are you supposed to take that time for you if you're ready and available for everyone else? I actually even do it during our business meetings. Like, how am I to be completely present in this moment if everyone else can reach me for whatever their needs are? So really, really love that tidbit of adding on do not disturb, even if it could intimidate you. I'm sure some girls listening to this are like, I live on do not disturb and leave it on all day long. And I also love that for you. With our next bucket here, we're really wanting you guys to prioritize and schedule your day. And I think so much within this is we all have a lot going on in our days and truly just understanding what you need to do today versus what would be like a great to get done today. Yeah, I think this is really awesome to either or not either to do the night before of understanding when you look at your calendar plus your to-do list. What are the things I like to do three? We have that in the form journal and there's only three because I think when you have too many, 
it really can get overwhelming and then maybe you didn't hit all of them. So starting smaller and then really understanding what are the three things if I got those done today, that would be a game changer. Like that, that is a successful day. I killed it. And then great. I get to go to my to-do list of all the top other things that I'd love to get into. So I think picking three things I actually used to separate. And this is again, you figuring out what works for you. I used to pick three top business things and three top selfless things. So it'd be like nails done would be selfish. Um, <laughs> in the best way, selfish. In the best way, in the best way, just to like separate. But it's like more of that personal side. And then the second one would be like calling your friend, the third one, whatever it is. And then the other three can be the priorities that are business related, career related, or really whatever that bucket is for you. So I think it's figuring out what works for you, but having a top three priority is so huge to actually feel like, okay, those are the things I have to, have to, have to get done today. And I don't have to think about anything else until those three things are completely done. I love that. I even take my to-do list and schedule it in my calendar. I'm such like, if it's not on the list, it does not exist. If it's not on my calendar, I won't be there or get it done. So I really become like militant about that. So even if it is more on like the personal side, like I know I need to call my doctor. I know I need to, you know, FaceTime my grandma and I know I need to, oh my gosh, like order groceries, whatever those things look like. I'm actually setting that time in my calendar and I'm making it as effective and convenient as possible. And then on the work side, I think what it really allows for when you do plug everything in is you can't actually forget to get it done when you know your hour is meant to spend on it. And this actually allows for your day to be in flow and doesn't necessarily need you to make decisions based on what do I want to do next? What do I need to do next? It's already plugged in. Just make it happen. Another big thing here with scheduling in your calendar is actually being realistic with how long things take and also the in-between time. And you'll get really good at this. I know in the beginning, it can feel a little like, holy crap, I have to literally write my driving time or I have to write how long I think this call is going to be. Really understanding how long things actually take is so huge for you putting that into your calendar and understanding what you actually can get done in that day. This was really, really important for me. For example, if I want to create a YouTube video and I want to film it that day, if I just wrote YouTube video one hour, I'm not putting in the time it takes for me to set up my camera, for me to write my outline, for me to do my research, whatever it is. And if I don't have that in my calendar, you know what happens? Other things get in place of that empty space in your calendar where really that actually was time so needed for something else. Even if you go to the gym, having your driving time in there of how long it actually takes you to go to the gym so that you know, okay, that 30 minutes is actually not just 30 minutes. It's an hour, whatever it is. Really being realistic with your calendar so you're not overwhelmed and being like, how did I not finish everything today? Well, you weren't really being realistic with how long everything actually takes. I feel like we talk a lot about love languages, just as us on this podcast, everything. And truly like, the love language of Google Calendar, I think is my number one. <laughs> like Google Calendar to me is so sacred. It is truly Bible to me. Like I plan the shit out of my day and I'm so grateful for it. And I think on a lot of podcasts, what I love hearing and what really inspires me about a lot of the most successful people is that they actually don't have a back-to-back -back calendar. 
And I think that is a beautiful takeaway here of if this isn't for you and you actually just want to operate off of a list versus a calendar, like know what type of programming structure is going to breathe life into your life. This is not our advice because it works for us to be something that you're drained from by any means. This is not something that should drag you. This should be breathing so much life into your days. And for me, I've realized that I totally agree. When I have days where I'm back to back to back externally speaking, I am not productive. But when I have days where I have my emails, I have my meetings, I have everything that I need to get done, but then I have other things programmed for me that I also intentionally want to get done. Again, whether that's in your calendar, on a list, wherever it needs to exist, that is the perfect, most beautiful balance for me to have a successful day. I love that so freaking much. I also want to give a, another tool. Like you said, if the Google calendar feels so overwhelming in the way that we're saying for it to be really all written out from morning to night, I know that JT uses a tool on Google calendar called your weekly overview. And it allows you, instead of being super particular of what goes into each time, you'll have chunks that's from two to four is meetings from nine to 11 is playtime. I'm just making things up and it's an overview. So you don't have to actually be super specific with what is in those hours. It's just that chunk is that like intention. And I feel like that allows maybe for creatives, if you're listening to kind of have a little bit more free flow, if you feel like a Google calendar makes you feel scared or stuck. So there is that option on Google calendar, but I could not agree more of the productivity feeling when your calendar is back to back in a way that there is no breathing room or space. Oh my gosh, the ick that I get on my body, because actually I feel like you're working again, harder, not smarter. You're not leaving that breathing room. That is what we're talking about of why these slots are so important. So you be realistic with, oh yeah, I do need a 10 minute break there. I do need a five minute break there, or I do need this driving time to be with myself, whatever it is. But if it's not in there, your calendar is just going to be completely backed. You bring up such a good point of not a dichotomy, but of this spectrum of different types of people. And I know I can speak for myself. I'm extremely type A and I am such an operator and I've always been this way. So again, like Sam's way more on the creative side and I'm way more on the operating side. So take our advice as it seems fit and feeling good for you. I know for me, when I start my day, there's always those things that I kind of have to do. And I'm sure we can think of five right now that we all just be like, we have to do this is not something we're necessarily looking forward to. It just needs to get done for the business to go on, for the day to go on, for everything to be great. And I actually love doing those things first. And I think it's a Mark Twain quote. He says, eat the frog. And it's really like this weird way of saying like, just get it done, like get it over with and then have the rest of your day to look forward to. So for me, I get those things done out of the way. I crush my inbox. And again, I'm only leaving what's in my inbox for what needs to get done that day. If not, it's going to send me a reminder for another day when that can actually get done. So being realistic about deadlines and timing. And then I love having my afternoons for calls. And then from there, I finish my day with me truly having time to reflect and get perspective on all that I accomplished that day, all that I'm working towards and all that needs really just that pen twirling time of not necessarily, as we said, having everything blocked off, but really giving yourself that love of not having a meeting right now is way more productive because I'm actually moving this needle forward. This is why we're the best 
team, I have to say, because you are so operational. I think we both have a mix of each other, which is awesome. But you talking about how you start your day in that way. And I know for me as more of a creative, I know that I get really anxious of, okay, what is going on in my Asana, for example, is what we use as a team. I like to check that, but only for 15 minutes to make sure, okay, is anything urgent in there? Is there something that I really have to get back to? Or can I go back later on when I have it scheduled in the calendar? And if so, I give myself only 15 minutes to do the have tos. And then after that is my time where my creative juices are alive. I am excited. I am inspired. I can't wait to create content or I can't wait to do research on this certain subject, whatever it is. So that's why I've been talking about maybe moving my workouts more to the later afternoon is because my mornings are so sacred for me as a creative. I know even writers, sometimes they have, you know, their night owls, they write at night. It really is figuring out what works for you and then creating that schedule around that. So for me, I love my top of mornings actually to be more of that creative time. Mm, I think that's such a great reminder of how to really make these chunks of your day. And then even when you're thinking about your week overall, I know for us at Form, Mondays are internal. Mondays, I do not set up meetings with anyone externally. That is where our whole team aligns. We set our priorities together and it is an internal day. I love a Monday, but then I welcome all those external opportunities throughout the rest of the week and really just looking at your day, looking at your week and figuring out what makes most sense for you, what you get to do and your type of working personality. Okay, let's chat the next bucket, which I think is not talked about enough. And so I'm super excited to tap into it. Take a break. And I think we've been talking a little bit about these breaks, but oh my gosh, are they a game changer for your system to actually be able to get more stuff done in a better operating way rather than such this depleted burnout lifestyle. Yeah, this is truly our idea of avoiding burnout. And this is my number one thing that I am so focused on for this year, for 2024, because I think I definitely put it on the back burner for 2023. But I like to think of myself as almost for, you know, analogy speaking, I'm almost like this truck that's just burning fuel all day. I need to refuel. I need to take a break or else my truck myself is not going to be able to keep going. And just being so realistic about that and being so conscious about avoiding burnout. Yeah. I think if you can look at your day again, and then let's talk about if it was a Monday where we have all of our calls in there, and this sounds silly, but I feel like a lot of people do it. Skipping lunch, skipping meals, skipping snack breaks, It is so important to take those times. So making sure in your calendar on a day where it is back to back that you have those breaks. And I think when a break is talked about, it feels like you need to go take a 30 minute, an hour break, but actually the game changer breaks that have changed the game for me and my productivity and having a successful day, having my mind right is taking breaks that are five minutes long. It's truly, again, turning on that alarm five minutes and maybe I'm breathing, checking with my body. How are we doing? Do you need more water? Are you been staring at a screen for too long? Do you need to get up and walk around? Do you need to play a little music to get up and dance? Do you need to stick your head out the window and get some sunshine? Do you need to take your next call on a walk? Having that five minute check-in and setting those alarms throughout the day, I promise you, you're going to actually be more clear for that next meeting, for that next thing that you're doing, because you gave your body a second to actually breathe and think. 
I love this so much. I mean, it makes perfect sense why kids grow up having recess. Like we need the adult recess. I think that's honestly what we can even call this category is welcoming adult recess back into our lives and really take that time to play, to rest, to relax, whether it's five minutes or if you need the hour, get in touch with yourself. Take that time to shift your perspective, to reflect on what you've already accomplished and to set those priorities for the rest of your day. And exactly what Sammy said, you're going to walk back into all of your meetings, your business opportunities, whatever it is, as your best self. Yes. And giving everyone, even if you're a creative, you're operational, if you're a mom, whatever it is, giving yourself these breaks to talk about this pen twirling time we're speaking of that time to actually just sit. When we say pen twirling, it's allowing yourself to be a little bored, a little in your head of thinking of ideas, writing down random thoughts. This is where the genius stuff comes through. It's not those times when you're in back-to-back meetings, you haven't had a second to breathe. You just are truly checking off the list of all these, you know, different kind of exterior meetings you're having. You need to have that time with yourself interior and really understand, okay, what do I actually think about that? And let your imagination flow. But if you don't give that pen twirling time, there's nothing going to be flowing until you're 9 PM in bed. And all of a sudden, all the thoughts are coming through. Oh my gosh. I'm sure we can all relate to those days where we get in bed and we're like, oh my God, my day just worked me. If you are feeling like that, please program in that adult recess, take those breaks. Your busyness is not correlated with how productive you are. Just because you're super busy does not mean you're actually being productive. Take that time to take the break, to be productive and to also have some balance. I feel like we hear so much in the wellness industry that balance is bullshit. Well, I think that's bullshit. I think we all are in charge of what our day has in store for us. So take control of that and give yourself a break. Yes, I I could not agree more. I think the reason it has felt like balance doesn't exist is because we haven't allowed ourselves to have balance. And I think it's because the society and culture we do live in is productivity is success. So feeling like you're nonstop feels really good. You know, when you talk to a friend and you're like, wow, I've had the busiest day. I've barely, you know, gone up to breathe. I skipped lunch. It's crazy, crazy day. And I feel like that before was attractive. I feel like that was like, wow, she's a boss. She's busy. She's killing it. And now I feel like, wow, I'm connecting with the people who are telling me, you know what? I actually took a painting class or that might be extreme, but in the middle of the day, <laughs> shout out to Mackenzie, probably killing it. That's my inspiration. I, I know. Yeah. But like really letting yourself be playful and fun and talk about this adult recess. If it's, you know, sitting outside and having a tea and calling a friend, being able to do that. Gosh, I think that is where we find so much joy, feeling revived, which y'all burnout is such a real thing. And I think in 2023, I think that was for a lot of people feeling that. I know I felt that deeply. So 2024, really understanding why burnout happens and allowing us to have this adult recess, this playtime, even if it's five minutes, it's going to make the biggest difference. So, oh, this one makes me excited. I also want to touch on while we're talking so much about working style and really knowing how long breaks you should have and what this looks like. I cannot express how much human design has helped me in this area. I know even as a team, we've all taken our human design because not everyone's working styles or even living styles are the same. And the more that you get affirmation of who you are and how you work and how you function, the more you're actually going to be able to grow in business, grow as a person. It is crazy. I'll give an example 
my sister, who is actually my stylist, we always have so much fun, of course, when she comes over and she's styling me, we're sisters, we're just like goofing off. And I swear it takes us so long to actually do a styling (laughs) session. Like we're like, this is crazy, but we just have so much fun. But she actually took her human design. I told her, you need to take your human design because she's trying to figure what out. What was she? So she's actually a generator. And mm, as... Same, same. Yeah, same, same. And she, and it made so much sense. Everything I, you know, we were reading her chart together and it is incredible. I would download the My Human Design app. It really gives it to you so beautifully if you haven't done so. But what one of her areas said is that she actually works better alone. And so she came to me on our next meeting and she was like, I know we have so much fun. But I think that the way I'm going to actually be able to do this more efficiently and get it done right is if I set up everything before and I have that time alone to do it. Because when you're in the room and when you're talking to me and distracting me, my creative juices aren't allowed to be flowing and I need to be alone. She came over last week, styled me. It took like literally 30 minutes max. The girl was zipping. So I think giving yourself that permission to actually understand how you work best and what actually works for you, human design can absolutely give you those answers. Oh my God, I cannot agree more. As a generator, I totally agree. Like I need to be on an island. I literally need to be locked up. I am so productive when I'm alone. So another example on a similar side, Sam, I know you're a projector. Andrew, my husband's also a projector. And when we moved into our new house in Austin, he set up this very traditional office. He had a table, a desk, a chair, literally like old school office and he never used it. I'm like, okay, that is good square footage. Like, what are you going to do? Okay. And then comes our amazing wedding and Sammy and JT actually gifted us the gift of human design. And I had known mine, but not known enough about it. And then Andrew had actually never even known his we understand he's a projector now and we go through what that means for him and his working styles. He actually works better horizontally. One, two, should only be working for like two to three hours max and then needs a break. Cue what we we're just talking about. So Andrew truly sold everything in his office, got the comfiest couch, the comfiest chairs, put a TV in there. I mean, it is literally a Zen den now and he uses it every single day. I love that. As a projector, I can understand that so deeply. And for someone who didn't give themselves breaks because I felt like that was wrong and then seeing how actually that is how my system works best. Y'all, you got to do your human design. I love it so much. Okay. Our next little way for you to be so successful within your day is to actually nourish your body and your mind along that day. And I think this is something I fell victim to in a past life where I really wanted to make healthy decisions throughout my day. But then all of a sudden it's 2 PM. I'm realizing I didn't have lunch and I'm walking from my office to the closest, you know, fast food of whatever sorts and ordering something that literally made me crash. So I think there's two big lessons within that. One is planning out my lunch so that I cannot forget. But two, and even more importantly, is planning and prioritizing to bring or prepare a meal that I want, that allows me to feel my best, that fuels me, that does not make me crash. Yes, this is huge for especially our minds as they're going and working all day and our bodies are you know, we're running machines. And if we're not actually nourishing them throughout the day, 
we could have the best Google calendar, but we could be completely depleted asleep, not actually feeling centered to do our best. So, you know, I know for me, I need a snack at least twice a day or else I'm like starting to just fall asleep or my energy is going so low. And so having those meal prep snacks, if it's boiled eggs, I don't know when I say boiled eggs, I feel like people get grossed out, but I love (laughs) boiled eggs. I literally just had one. Really funny. I was talking about getting protein balls or like making protein balls with Andrew the other day. And he goes, we could just get hard boiled eggs. I was like, that is not a protein That one is too different. Like a truly gag. That is, yeah, that's probably said. not on the same page, but I love that, Andrew. I'm on the same page with you. But protein balls is another one. I'm obsessed with meal prepping. Egg fam. Egg yeah. fam, meal prepping those suckers. But having those snacks are so important. And then also having that water that Sammy and I have been talking about, of that superpower water. You can go hours and all of a sudden be like, have I drank any water today? Like your system needs you. So really nourishing your body with the food and with the water and with the different things you're putting inside of it throughout the day. I love that. Let's talk about the mind because I think nourishing the body is one thing, taking those walks, drinking that water, getting in that meal that feels so good. Talk about the mind. I feel like there are some big things that I do throughout my day, not just in my morning routine that allows my mind to stay just in a really positive, excited, productive mindset. Yeah. The mind needs us as well. So I know for me, one of my tools I use is obviously my work is on social media, but I think this can be for anyone who's not on social media anyway. If you just use it as a personal item, I set alarms in my day to actually enter the app. And I only Mm. really started doing this in 2024 because of that feeling that I was always opening up the app. I was always going to my phone and just clicking Instagram, clicking TikTok without zero intention. So instead to nourish my mind, I actually set four alarms throughout the day. And one of them, the intention could be work-related Another one could also be just, I want to go and see what my friends are doing. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But having that intention when you do enter the app is so important that you're not just kind of dissociating and mindlessly just scrolling, which I think we can all dangerously do. So those alarms are super important for me to remember, okay, I have an alarm set and it's set for 10 minutes, whatever that break is. And what is my intention with entering this app and really just obeying those times in my day rather than just opening the phone. I caught myself literally on the phone with my mom the other day and I was opening Instagram while she was talking to me about something real. And I was like, so guilty of that. I was like, you know what? This feels really crappy. She's talking to me about something really deep and I just instantly opened the app. So those alarms are actually so good for me to be intentional with that time on social media. I'm stealing that. I need that in my life. I feel like my thumb just knows where Instagram is. I actually move it on my phone like once a week. So I stop habitually just clicking this area on my phone, but it's crazy. It really is crazy. I think another big one for me and how I nourish my mind throughout my day is learning. I think I am so in flow with business and just everything that's kind of like this routine of my day. And I am just such a big real fan of always learning. I think we should always be growing, always be learning. And my favorite way to do this is actually through taking a masterclass. And what I love about them is that they're experts. 
They're very concise. I highly recommend James Clear. He is the author of Atomic Habits. He just came out with his masterclass. I've literally watched it three times over. It's amazing. I really love it. It feels like you're kind of sitting in this lecture, you're learning. I take notes. I kind of put on my student hat. And that for me is such a beautiful nourishment of my mind and really takes me to a new place of a lot of what I do. I'm really already like kind of an expert at. So how can I start learning at something that I'm not yet an expert at? Like, how am I growing and how am I moving myself further beyond masterclass? Obviously, we all love podcasts. I love a good book. But yeah, I think really taking that time to put on your student cap, really just like own the fact that we don't know everything. And the more we expose ourselves to, the more we learn, the better we are. The word that screams out to me when you're saying all that is you remaining curious. I think we can get really comfortable in our routines and our days and what we do already know. And I think the beauty of life and how we grow and evolve is to remain so curious. So I absolutely love that. For me, that screams playfulness, that that screams you're like curious mm. about yourself and what your mind can actually continue to create and understand and grow rather than just staying in the same place, which can feel really comfortable and familiar. So nourishing yourself in that way, especially if you're not in school anymore and you're kind of like, I know my job. I know what I do every day. I show up, I get it to actually take it a step further and learn something new that could have to do with work. It could do with self-development. It could do with gardening. It could do with really anything. And just being able to see yourself in different areas just gives me the good chills of like that being spent with yourself is really playful and it remains really curious. Mm, I love that. I love that word curious. We have to remain curious. If we're not curious about the world, it's just a way more boring place to be. So yeah, keeping that curiosity alive. I think another thing here that I'd really love to talk about in nourishing our minds, obviously not every day is an amazing day. I think we can all relate to that. I know for me that there are some moments of my days where I really need to take a step aside and get really grounded. So I really urge everyone listening to also find a quote or a mantra or just some words that they can turn to or even a thing that you can do when you are feeling that way. I know for me, the power of a walk is something that not only is nourishing my body, but also my mind and really resets me and allows me to come back to all my work in a place that's so much healthier. I could not agree more. It's like the information that we allow to enter our systems is so important. And again, there's so much out of our control, but what we're listening to, what we're inviting in is really important. So having those quotes or affirmations, I know for me, I actually did this within therapy I have a lot of patterns that I'm just learning that I have done my whole life. And there are new ones that I'm trying to really reparent or redirect in a, you know, compassionate way. And sometimes when I'm really stuck in something, I can't see the light of, remember, you learn this. So I actually Mm -hmm. printed out one, my dream life to remember what I'm striving for, what is actually true to me. And number two, things that I have learned in therapy about myself and I have them printed on my desk. And anytime I just need that, again, affirmation of who I am, clarification of feeling like, oh, right, this is, this is where I'm going. This is what feels good. Having those on my desk is super important. And then also having those, a quote of the day or an affirmation of the day that I can just return to when the day gets crazy or things get thrown at us, having those tools to have your back 
I just feel like can change my day. And they totally do. Okay, let's do our last category here. Our last tip and trick is truly knowing when it is time to turn off, knowing when it is time to rest, knowing that your day is done and really coming down and grounding yourself so much to intentionally rest, relax and get a good night's rest. This one is so important. Our bodies can literally be living in this high vibration at all times if we do not turn it off. If we do not have a different energy, a different setting, a different environment. So if you feel like you are, which again, we are all so guilty of, this is what we're all learning. But if you feel like you do not know how to turn it off, you're going to bed still working in the bed and you've, you know, you're waking up doing the same thing. The rest and the recovery and the reset that you give yourself is going to absolutely change your day. Our bodies, our minds, our working machines, they need that time to shut off. They need that time of present, of connection that is beyond outside items. So even for me in this rest and recovery, because honestly, I think it's really hard for me within social media to turn it off because I think anything's nonstop, but my brain can continue to think about it, right? Because I share my entire life. And so really being intentional with actually when my phone is near me. So something I've been doing is actually that do not disturb right when I'm after dinner, whatever time I'm shutting off my phone and saying, okay, no one is contacting me besides if I'm going to contact them. No one can reach me past this point. I'm not going to go on socials past this point. And giving myself that time to really be with me and be with my partner, be with whoever I'm with. I also have to say to this note, changing my environment and I want to talk to this. It doesn't mean actually, if you're like, okay, I live in a studio apartment. I just mean changing the lights, changing the energy, changing the essence of like, when you're actually winding down rather than when you're going up. So I know that there's really cool lamps like the hatch or there's another one I had. I can't remember the name of it, but it actually shows you like a sunset and a sunrise, or you can do Mm -hmm. like really cool dim lighting. I love having different lighting to show my body, hey, it's time to go down. We're not spiking up with these like doctor lights in here. I love that. I think even something I took home with me from one of my Italy trips was something called changing the air there. And I actually like to practice it in the morning, but it's really just opening your windows and changing the air and allowing fresh air to come in. But truly, I think speaking more towards the nighttime and our sleep, this is so essential for your overall health. And I think sleep not only has so much to do with our mind, but also our bodies. I know in my health journey, becoming an expert at sleep was such a big pillar of my health. I was the worst sleeper. And this is something that I've poured so much love and energy to in really figuring out a way where I can respect the boundaries of my day and also prioritize my evening and get such a good night rest. So I think let's both dive in and let's do our nighttime routines. And hopefully if you're listening to this, you can take some of our little favorites and turn them into your own. We would love to hear yours as well. Yes. Sammy, you want to hit it first? Okay, let's do it. So I'm one of those that not only am I obsessed with sleep, but I'm obsessed with turning off early. I like to start turning off by like 8.45, 9, like truly 9 latest. And obviously there's things that come up in life where this is not able to happen. 
But if it were up to me, it's a 9 p.m. thing. And what that means is the light that Sammy was speaking to really having darkness all of the light that you artificially create in a room is messing with your circadian rhythms. And it is telling your body that is a different time of day. It is saying, go, go, go. When your mindset is let's rest, let's relax, let's prepare our mind and body. So really adding in darkness and not only darkness within the light, but actually going on do not disturb and not looking at blue light either. I know that's tough with our phones and our computers and our TVs, but just day by day, less, 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 and just being really conscious of that. Other things for me are getting in my comfy cozies and just feeling so comfortable. Putting on a cute set of pajamas, I think is such a little thing that goes such a long way for me and really just switching up how my body's feeling. I'm no longer in active wear, or if I went to an event, what I was wearing that night, I am fully in my PJs. I have my full skincare on. I am just ready to rest. Another big thing is my nighttime drink. So as we said, drinking a lot of water in the morning is great. You also really need to at night too. I know we both love something called Beam, which allows me to start getting sleepy a little bit earlier. And it's really fun because it has this chocolatey flavor and can kind of be this like nighttime hot cocoa. I love to mix it with my raw milk, but you could do it with just water, whatever you want. But having those supplements at night too, that really allow you to have that deep, restful sleep. I also am someone who does take melatonin. So obviously our bodies produce a certain level of melatonin. I've realized in just me wanting to become this expert of sleep that I need a little help there. And I love the brand Ritual. Their melatonin actually releases throughout the night. So it's not just this one big boom of, oh my God, I'm so drowsy. I don't get weird dreams with it. I'm totally good with it. I know some people say they get weird dreams, but it releases throughout the night. So I am so good. I'm staying asleep. That's another big thing for me. My last really, really big thing that I would love for more people to do. And I always share when I'm having sleepovers with my friends or try to bring my husband in on is my end of night gratitude and body scan. So at the end of every night, I'll actually turn to Andrew and say like, what are you grateful for, for today? Which I know sounds so cheesy, but it actually is such a dopamine release. Like for me, when I talk about all of my favorite things that happened that day, it is releasing something in me that just makes me a happy person. And from there, I'll play a body scan. So this again is something that you can find on Spotify, on YouTube. What that allows me to do is be grateful for my body too and how it showed up for me that day and to consciously just be a part of it. And then also really tap into my mind and kind of create this separation to start drifting off and really be so comfy to get that perfect setting for my sleep. My last little tidbit on just my overarching nighttime routine I realize I actually do need to invest in my sleep situation. So obviously a mattress, we all have different preferences for mattresses, figure out what works best for you and invest in it because you are laying in it for hours and hours every single night. That is something, anything you're using that much day in and day out should be the best of the best and exactly what you want. I'm obsessed with my mattress. I also am big on my bed sheets. I really think that your overall level of comfort is what's going to allow you to sleep. And even the temperature in the room, like I know what I need for that perfect night's sleep. So really just creating the dream environment. So it's not a guessing game. Am I going to get a good night's sleep tonight? It's already there. The facts are there. Your routine's in play. You really just show up and it happens and it is the best 
gift ever. What is your temp that you sleep at? 68. I know it's 68. No, yeah. Ours is is 69, but I think JT would want to go lower, but I'm like, no chance. Yeah. I actually recently heard that when you sleep in a temperature that's too warm, your body is actually going to be very fatigued in the morning and way more dehydrated. So if you're waking up really schluffy and really dehydrated, check what temperature. There's all these little things and obviously so much research out there, but yeah, 68 is our magic number. I love that sleep is another thing that actually is really cool now. I think back in the day, it was like sleep in your dead energy, especially like you said, for women. I love the fact that women need more sleep. Like it's something I say all the time of like, no, 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 I need eight hours because I'm a woman and I'm going to save that because actually it's scientific because, oh my gosh, our hormones, we are just such working machines, even more than men in different ways. So I absolutely love that sleep is this investment and something that we actually all should learn what our sleep or how we can prioritize our sleep best. I think for my nighttime routine, something, and I even feel it when, again, I'm such a visual person when you're saying yours, I can see it and it's romantic. Mm -hmm. I think we're romanticizing the simple and little things. And that is what I try and do in my nighttime routine. So it's something I even want to be so better at. I'm just going to so admit my nighttime routine is so much shorter than my morning routine, but my nighttime routine really starts with, okay, the time has come where I'm actually like dinner's done. Phone is finally turning off and I'm around the same time that 9 PM and I'll first go get in my comfy clothes, you know, really cozy if it's PJs or if it's sweats. And then I'll do my skincare. Cause that is so my time where I'm kind of having that romanticized moment where I'm just really taking off the day almost, you know, I'm visualizing everything from the day that came, let it just leave me, remove from my body. Thank you for showing up, but like, let's just remove it all and wash it all off and then put all the yumminess of creams on. And then also my dental routine is something I've been so obsessed with, which I did not grow up like. And so I have an electric toothbrush now. I have this like flossing routine. I have this mouthwash that's for your gums. Like I'm obsessed with my mouth right now. And I really am like keeping it so clean. JT's starting to get jealous. He's like, okay, I really think I need all these things. Cause I'm just like, I'm having this moment with how clean my mouth feels. Cause there's just so many studies actually coming out about our mouth and how it connects to our gut. So I love like my dental routine. Then I will go downstairs. And again, all the lighting is so different. Some of our lighting's even like colors, like just some nice reds and like just lowering down the energy. And then when I go into my kitchen, there's like soft music playing. Like we're really just in this zone and I'll start to make my drink as well. So I know Sammy talked about Beam. That is one of my absolute favorites. Another one of my favorites is Moon Juice, their magnesium drink. Mm. So I know that Beam has melatonin in, which I actually never knew, but I was lacking in melatonin as well. And someone actually mentioned that to me. So that was a game changer for me to actually invite that in. And then the Moon Juice Magnesium is another one. You kind of just had to figure out which one does work for you. JC loves the Moon Juice one even more. But these drinks that kind of yeah give you that feeling of like, okay, body, again, we are winding down with this beverage at night, just like coffee or tea or matches in the morning. What's your nighttime beverage that's going to tell your body? I know that spearmint tea was a huge one when I was suffering with acne to actually take at night as well when you're on an empty stomach. It's so good for that gut. So finding out that tea or that melatonin drink or that magnesium bedtime drink that's going to allow your body to know, hey, it's time to chill out. 
So then I will either turn on a show. I will say I'm a little guilty of turning on the TV, kind of entertaining myself in that way. Or I will read a book. And while I'm drinking my tea, I'm just allowing myself to completely zone out. My phone is on do not disturb. I'm not even looking at it. And then from there, getting into my bed, like Sammy mentioned, my mattress is so important. I have an eight sleep mattress, which has cooling temperatures on it. You can really customize it. It's something that I absolutely love the splurge we made on it because it has been a game changer, especially because JT and I sleep differently. So being able to customize our own sides. And I also have this specific pillow I sleep on that doesn't allow my face a girl that struggled with acne for five years, but a pillow that allows my face not to move from side to side. So little things like that, that just allow my body to know I'm setting it up for success. And then when I'm in bed and it's like, okay, we're about to wind down and really turn off everything that's on. Then I will go into either an affirmations or I will go into a meditation, a sound bath, or I think those are it. So I'll pick kind of what JT and I are both feeling And then we'll go into this nice calming energy. Before that, we will also say a prayer or say just words of gratitude, kind of like Sammy mentioned, and just having this time to thank ourselves, thank the world for everything that went on that day, and then also set intentions of what we want for the next day. So we really manifested of tomorrow is going to be such an incredible day because we have this, it's going to go so well, whatever we need support in, that's our time to kind of just have together and lean in together to support each other. And then honestly, right then and there lights out and your girl's asleep in five seconds. I am an incredible sleeper. I envy (laughs) that so much as someone with so much sleep anxiety. But I think truly, if I could have heard these words a year ago, it would have done such wonders for me. So I hope that you are feeling this wherever you are listening to this, that we are helping your nighttime routine because truly it's so important to just release your day. So much happens in our days. We just need to release it. I honestly love TV as such an escape from our days too. Honestly, reality TV does that for me so much. I love it. But truly, I think we tapped into so much in this episode of how you can show up to win your day. Let us know what your favorite parts are. Let us know anything that we might've missed that you're obsessed with. We are always looking to learn here. Again, we're always curious and we are just so thankful for you coming back to transform to listen today and we'll see you soon thank you so much for being here you listening to this episode is you saying yes to creating the dream life you absolutely deserve as always we want to hear from you all about what you want to hear next definitely let us know on instagram at sammy clark and at sammy spalter and if you want to follow us for more updates follow at transform see you next week Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.